First things first, let's get right to the review of yesterday's daf. Yesterday was daf um, Lamed Beis. Today is daf Lamed Gimel. And we're going to do a review of yesterday's daf. What did we learn yesterday on daf Lamed Beis? And we started off yesterday at the Mishnah, at the bottom of the page. And uh, the case is if somebody is eating truma, that's chametz, um, uh, bishokik, on Pesach, so it, it's, and it's bishokik. So when you eat truma bishokik, you have to pay, uh, you have to pay back to the Kohen the value of what you ate. You have to add on a fifth. So that's the Mishnah that says, but when it's chametz on Pesach, if it was shogig, we still have to pay the Karen and the Chomesh. If you did so mazid, so then you're not chayv at all. It's uh, no payment at all is necessary, and you don't even pay if it's truma tamea, the tamea'itzim, the value of the wood. That's the Mishnah. So the first thing the Gemara wanted to know is uh, we find in a Mishnah elsewhere that when somebody eats truma b'shogig, um, he pays Karen v'chomish, and it doesn't matter whether you eat the truma, doesn't matter whether you drink the truma, doesn't matter if you rubbed it as oil on your body. All of those is considered as eating or consuming, and therefore you will be chayif if you did so b'shogig. You have to bring, the, you have to pay back Karen and an additional fifth. Doesn't matter if it's truma tamea or truma tahora, pays an extra fifth. And not only that, but if you set aside a fifth, you can also be chayef a fifth on the fifth. Because the fifth that you add on becomes truma in its own right. And if you went and ate that bishogeg, you would have to pay a fifth of the fifth. So that's the story. So the shaila that the Gemara wanted to know, and uh, this is the, the discussion that's going to basically keep us busy the whole review, in the whole review, is uh, the question of um, how do we evaluate this, the, the, the truma that was eaten? Is it lefi mida? Do you measure, goes by the measure, by how big it is, how much you ate? So if you ate four cookies, that's the example I gave yesterday, you ate four cookies, so you got to pay back four plus one more, that's five cookies, um, and that's an amount thing, or is it go by the value? You ate a dollar's worth, so you pay a dollar and you add a quarter, okay? And the difference will be, we'll see, we're not asking, if, if the cost of the cookies went down, so then no question, what you, that, uh, so in other words, let's say when you ate it, it was worth a dollar each cookie. And now, at the point of time when you want to pay, it's only worth a dollar for all four cookies. So the halacha is, of course, that you're still going to have to pay according to the original value. Because you're not less than a gazlan. You're a gazlan that's uh, also chayv an extra chomish, an extra fifth. It's not the, you know, so that's why that's the halacha over there. And the halacha is that kol they pay according to the time of the gzela. The shayla is the reverse scenario, where it was worth only a zuz at the point of time when you ate it. One dollar for all four cookies. Then, now, when it comes time to pay, you, they're worth a dollar each. So do I have to pay to the amount? I ate four cookies, I got to pay back four plus a fifth. Or does, uh, or does it not work that way? That's the question. Or does it go by value? And if the dollar value was I only ate a dollar, so all I have to pay back is a dollar plus a quarter. That's all.
That's the That's the question that the Gemara wanted to know. Okay. So first we tried bringing a nice proof. Rav Yosef tried bringing a proof from the halacha. It says like this, that if somebody ate the non-Kohen, ate figs belonging to a Kohen, or meaning there was truma, and he ended up paying, instead of figs, he paid in dates. So he should be blessed. He should get a bracha for that. Because you paid back in, in something more valuable. Now the question is, if it's a question of amount, you ate this weight in, in, in figs, and you're paying back that same weight plus a fifth in dates, of course, that's a tabula bracha, because they're much more expensive. Dates are much more expensive than figs. But if it's the other way around, if, if, he, if, if, it's, um, if you're paying only lefi damim, so then why is it tabula bracha? What did you change? The, the same amount that you pay, is that you ate a dollar's worth, you're paying back a dollar's worth. Who cares whether you're paying in figs or in dates? The bottom line is, he's not getting any more money, he's getting the same dollar's worth. So it's a raya, seemingly, that it's lefi mida mishalim. So that the Gemara says, no, really it could be that it is lefi damim. Ah, you'll ask, why is it tabula bracha? Because figs, even a dollar's worth of figs, which gives you more figs, but there's nobody rushing to eat the figs. There's not as much of an exotic food. But the dates, people are excited about, and it'll be much quicker to translate that to money than the, um, than the figs. And that's why it's tavila bracha. So it's not a raya. Next, we brought our Mishnah as a proof. Mishnah says, somebody eat truma of chametz on Pesach, Bishogek inadvertently, so you pay a karen lechomash. Now the question is, if it's lefimida, I understand because I'm paying back lefimida. But if it's lefidamim, so then chametz um, on Pesach is not does not have any value. So why is that even a relevant discussion? So the Gemara says, actually, it does have value because this Mishnah is in the Shita of Rabbi Yosef Glili, who says that chametz on Pesach is muter bana. So that's the answer. Um, so the Gemara says, if that's true, so then what about the next line? It says that if it was mezid, you're part from Tashlumen and Demeetim. Why is that the case? If it's Rabiosa Aglili, why am I Potterman at Tashlumen and Demeetim? It has value. It's, it's, also, it's Mutter Bana. So the Gemara answers, the reason why is because when you eat a Pemezid, it's the same as the Reb Nechunya Ben Akana's principle, which we saw earlier as well. Reb Nechunya Ben Akana holds that Yom Kippur is the same as Shabbos with regards to the concept of Kamle B'Dorabine, that, uh, that we free you from any monetary obligation when you transgress Kares, just like Misa Bidei Adam, it's the same freeing you of any monetary obligation. And that's why when you did it in Mezid, which has a serious repercussion um, attached to it, so therefore that's going to be the halacha, that there's no monetary payment and that's the explanation. Bottom line is it doesn't prove anything. Brings us to the next part of the Gemara, which we said that it seems that this question of if it's lefi mida mishalim or lefi um, lefi dame mishalim is a machlokis tanoim. Cases, somebody ate trumas chametz on Pesach, it says that he's potter from tashlumen and meitzim, according to Rebbe And Rebbe Yechon says that you are chayiv on 
um, on Yerchayev uh, Toshlumen. Now, Rabbi Kiva said to Rabbi Yochan Minuri, I don't understand, where's the Hana over here? There's no Hana. And Rabbi Yochan Minuri said to Rabbi Kiva, and really, what's the difference between this and eating Chuma Tamea? Chuma Tamea, also, there's no Hana. You had no... It's not allowed to benefit. You're not allowed to eat it when it's Truma Tamea. So, and that's any day of the year, and you still have to pay Karen Bechomish. So to here, you still have to pay Karen Bechomish. So Rabbi Kiva says, maybe, yeah, but that's not the same thing. Over there, by Truma Tamea, all year long, not on Pesach, even though there's no Hetar Achila, but there's a Hetar Asaka, so it has value in that regard. You're allowed to use it as fuel. As opposed to over here, where there's no Hetar Achila or Hetar Asaka, you can't even use it as fuel. So if anything, what this is more similar to is trumas, the truma of berries and grapes, which become tummy, where there's no heter of either achilu or asaka. It's obviously no asaka because you can't use it as a fuel, it's too liquidy. And there's no uh, heter achila because it's tummy. So, so that's the, what this is similar to, so therefore you should not be chayv at all. That's the point. Now, the Gemara qualifies this, this machlokes rabbi, uh, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yechemin, that this is only a dispute when you're mafresh truma and it was machmitz after you separated the truma. Meaning it wasn't chametz when you separated it. It was, it was, but now it became chametz. But if you're mafresh truma's chametz from the outset, so then everybody, even Rabbi Yechemin, would say that you're not, it's not even kadosh as truma and you're not chayev for eating the truma. It's not truma. So the Gemara then brings down um, and a different price, huh? and based on that other price, we're going to see what the machlokas is between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yechonimenuri. The other price says that it says in the Pasuk, the Nasan Lakoin Es HaKodesh, which teaches us that it has to be a Dover Aroi Lios Kodesh, that it has to be fit to be Kodesh, which is excluding Trumas Chametz from Pesach, because you don't have to pay. I don't have to pay that, I don't have to pay the Meitzim at all, and that's Rabbi Leazar Ben Yaakov Shita. Rabbi Lazar Chisma says that I am chayiv for Chumas Chametz on Pesach. So Rabbi Lazar Ben Yaakov said, Rabbi Lazar Chisma, what's the pleasure? There's no benefit to him. So Rabbi Lazar Chisma said to Rabbi Lazar Ben Yaakov, and what's the difference between this and Truma Tamea all year long? There's also no pleasure. So, uh, so he says, what do you mean? Truma Tamea all year long, even though there's no Etar Achila, there's Etar Asaka, just like Rabbi Kiva said earlier. Over here, there's no Etar Achila or Asaka. So on that, Rabbi Lazar Chisma responded, what do you mean? Chametz on Pesach is, does have Heter HaSako. Why? Apezu Yeshba Heter HaSako. Shem Ratzako and Miritza Lefnei Kalbo, if he wants, he could feed it to his dog or put it under his food and cook it with it because according to Rabbi Lazar Chisma, Yoltak Rabbi Yosei, that Chametz on Pesach is Mutter Bana. As long as you're not eating it, you can feed it to your dogs. You can, um, you can use it as a fuel. So that's the story. Now, Abaye, in summarizing the, these opinions over here, we have, again, we have a machlokas, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri. And we also have a machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov and Rabbi Lazar Chism. So, Abaye summarizes and he says that... Uh, uh, basically, everybody, Reb, uh, all of these three, Rabbi Yezer ben Yaakov, Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Yochim ben Nuri, all agree that Chometz on Pesach is Asr Bana, that Chometz on Pesach is forbidden to benefit from. And the Machlokas is this Rabbi Akiva holds that you pay the fee, Damim, and 
That's why it has no damim, it has no value because it's chametz on Pesach and it's aser ba'na and there's nothing you can do with it, so it has no value. And Rabbi Yochaminuri says you're still chayv because he holds the fimidim because it goes by amount, it doesn't go by um, value. Maybe it has no dollar value, but it has an amount. Okay, now the Gemara says, isn't that obvious? The Gemara says, it's not really obvious. Why? Because I mean, you might think that Rabbi Yochan Menuri holds like Rabbi Kiva that it's the fi tamim and maybe he holds like Rabbi Yosef Glili holds that it's mutter ba'na. And that's where it's come to tell you that that's not the case. So the Gemara says, well, how do you know that's not the case? How do you know that Rabbi, that Rabbi Yochan Menuri doesn't agree? So the Gemara answers, because if he did hold that way, then Rabbi Yochan Menuri would have responded to Rabbi Kiva. He says, that, what do you mean? You could put it as fuel. You could put it under your fire. The fact that he didn't say that shows that he holds that it's Asr Ba'na. And nevertheless, he says you still have to pay because it doesn't have anything to do with value. It has everything to do with amount. And therefore, the amount that you wait is the amount that you pay, regardless of whether it has any value. It's not the point. Okay, and that was the end of that discussion. Brought us to the next thing. Somebody ate a kezayis of truma, you pay karen b'chomesh. Abishol says, no, it needs to be a shavah pruta. It's not good enough that you ate it. Kezayis needs to be worth a minimum amount, at least a pruta. What's pshat in the Tanakama <clears throat> that says that it has to be a kezayis? Because it says in the puzzle, bi'ishki yochal kodesh bishkaga. Yochal means achila. Achila is defined as a sheer kezayis. It's always a sheer kezayis. So that's how you know the minimum size is a kezayis. Abishol says that it has to be worth a pruta. Where does he get that from? Because the Pasuk says, Vinasan, you give it to the Kohen. Now, give implies a minimum value, so it has to have the value of a pruta. That's Shitas Abishol. There's no giving. You didn't give him anything if you didn't give a pruta's worth. So the question is, what does each of them do with the other Pasuk? Because it does say both Vinasan and it also says Yochal. So, what, doesn't it say Yochel? So what does Reb, um, what does Abishol hold about the word that says Yochel? So he says that's teaching you that you're only chayev in this case if you eat it, um, if you damage it, if you ruin truma. There's no chayev of uh, karen v'chomesh. It's only when you eat it. But it's not coming to tell you a shear. And the Tanakama holds that when it says v'nasan, that's to tell you that it has to be something that's has at least an ability to be Kodesh, as opposed to when you eat Trumas Chometz on Pesach, which has no capacity to even be Kodesh. Okay, took us to the next thing. Somebody eat Truma less than a Kezayis. You pay Karen, but you don't pay the Chomesh. What's the case? Is there, if it's less than a Shavu Pruta, why do I even have to pay the Karen? And if it's worth a Pruta, then why don't I also have to add on the fifth? So the answer is, really, we're talking about where it's Shavu Pruta. Um, and still, since um, there's not a kezayis, um, so you still pay the keren and you don't pay the chomesh. So the rabbanon said in front of Rab Papa this statement, and he said this is not like Abishol, because Abishol holds that as long as it's a shavuot, it does not need to be a kezayis. And here we're saying that it's irrelevant that it's worth a shavuot; it needs to be a kezayis. So on that, Rav Papa answers that maybe it does fit in with Abishol. Could be Abishol holds that you need both. You need both that it should be worth a Shavapruta and also that it should be a, a, the size of a Kezayis. So the Gemara says, 
Um, it can't be. Why? Because um, the Mishnah says, Abishol says, that if it has a Shavapruta, you're Chayiv B'Tashlumin. If it doesn't have a Shavapruta, you're not Chayiv B'Tashlumin. And they told him the only requirement for Shavapruta is when it comes to Mi'ila. But Truma is not Chayiv unless it has a Kazais. Now, what do you mean, unless it has a Kazais? They should have said, since it already has a Kazais, that's good enough. If, if Abishol requires both, then he should have said, then they should have responded, Kizayis is sufficient, doesn't need to be Yushav Pruta. Why did they say, no, it must at least have a Kizayis. means that he holds that it doesn't even need to be a Kizayis. So that's a disproof. Okay. Next thing we talked about is Rapapa. That Rapapa himself retracted his opinion. He himself changed his mind. Because the Brisa says in Pasuk, brings the Pasuk that says Vechata Mishkaga, which excludes Mezid. That Mezid is not Chayev. Um, um, you're not Chayev when you're Mo'el B'Mezid. Okay? And the question is, so let's just uh, take a look at the Pasuk. Nefesh ki simol mal, this is the Pasuk, right? It brings down on the side. When a person is moel behegdish, v'chata bishkaga, and he sinned inadvertently, mikach Hashem, meaning he benefited from hegdish inadvertently, non-intentional. Now, this excludes mezid. Now, why, why do I need to exclude mezid? Isn't it a kavachomer? If in other mitzvahs where I'm chayiv kares, I'm still potter for mezid, so mi'ila, which is not chayiv kares, there's no kares for mi'ila, if you're moel behegdish, Intentionally, there's no kares attached to it, so surely it should be potter b'mezid. So the Gemara says, no. When it comes to other mitzvahs, there's no chiyuv misa b'dei shamayim, but as opposed to mi'ila, it is misa b'dei shamayim. That's why it may be that this has something over that, and that's why we need bishkaga to tell you that it's excluding mezid. Mezid does not pay for the for having benefited from agdish. So Rav Nachbar Yitzchak said to Rav Chiyabar Avin, I don't get how this conversation is working. We started off saying that you can't, that, that there's a Kavachom here because uh, Mi'ila is not, as, is not as serious as Kares, which is Mi'ila is only Misa Bidei Shamayim, and Kares is much more serious. And then it says, no, but this has Misa Bidei Shamayim, which is much more serious than Kares. How can you switch? How can you flip what is more serious? So he told him, so this is what Rav Nachman Yitzchak said to Rav Chirbaravin. Rav Chirbaravin told him, no, there's a big difference. Other mitzvahs is, you're not chayiv misa when it's less than a kezayis. Or as opposed to mi'ila, you are chayiv misa when it's less than a kezayis, because the chayiv misa b'day shamayim has nothing to do with the shir kezayis by mi'ila. It only has to do with the shava pruta. And he told him, Rabbi Nachman says, may you, may you be at rest because you rested my mind. And that is where we got up to yesterday. And it's really in the middle of the conversation. We're going to take it from here into today's daf at the second to last line.